Hello. Hello. <laughs> and welcome to Easy, Easy Bake, Bake Takes. Takes, the podcast. Where we read you the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. And I'm Riley. And this week, in honor of it being brought up during <laughs> Jennifer's Body, we're doing Aquamarine, which came out in 2006. It's classified as a romance slash family. It's an hour and 50 minutes long, and it's rated PG. So here is the plot. Best friends Claire and Haley are enjoying their last few days of summer vacation in their small beach town of Baybridge near Tampa before Haley moves to Australia due to her mother's job as a marine biologist. Haley prays to the ocean god for a miracle to make her mother change her mind about moving. Minutes later, a violent storm occurs. The next night, the girls... <laughs> The girls sneak into the local pool where they discover a mermaid named Aquamarine, who is washed in by the storm. Aquamarine befriends the girls and explains that she ran away from home because she had been forced into an arranged marriage. To end the engagement, Aquamarine must prove to her father that true love exists. Aquamarine reveals her ability to change her tail into legs during the day, but explains she will revert back into her true mermaid form if she touches water, as well as when the sun sets. She also confesses that she isn't her eyes set on Raymond a lifeguard Haley and Claire have had a crush on for years. They are reluctant to help her woo Raymond, but agree after Aquamarine explains that anyone who helps a mermaid is granted a wish, hoping they can use the wish to prevent Haley from moving. Not understanding human social cues, Aquamarine is rejected by Raymond when they first meet. The girls promise to make Raymond fall in love with her in the next three days using strategies found in teen magazines. A group of popular girls headed by Cecilia, the local meteorologist's spoiled daughter, who is it also interested in Raymond, attempt to sabotage Aquamarine. Aquamarine and Raymond bond at a local dance, but she is forced to leave since her legs turn into a tail at sunset. Before departing, she kisses him and asks him to meet her on the pier in the morning. Cecilia follows the girls to the water tower where Aquamarine is staying and discovers her secret. She unhooks the ladder to prevent Aquamarine from leaving and calls the news so she can expose and embarrass her on national television. The town's mysterious handyman helps Aquamarine escape and she grants him a wish. Cecilia's father furiously confiscates her car as a punishment for embarrassing him on national television and also trying to tell viewers that Aquamarine is a mermaid. <laughs> I love how she was trying to embarrass her and not prove that mermaids exist. Fuck science. She's <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. Look at her. Look at her fins. Look at this man-stealing whore. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> The next morning, Aquamarine asks Raymond if he loves her. Raymond says he likes her but has not fallen in love with her yet since they've only been on one date. (laughs) 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 Props to him for still being like, but we could, you know, like, I still like you. Like, (laughs) crazy. Crazy girl. Jeez. Aquamarine is heartbroken. Oh, wait. And that he wants to take his time in getting to know her. Aquamarine is heartbroken. Cecilia interrupts and pushes her into the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Where Aquamarine turns back into a mermaid. Raymond is shocked, but rushes to get his rescue board to save her. Much to Cecilia's dismay. (laughs) Aquamarine... Aquamarine's father summons a giant storm, dragging Aquamarine back homeward. But Haley and Claire jump into the ocean to her aid. When Aquamarine asks why they risked their own lives to save her, they respond that they love her. The power of the girl's friendship finally convinces Aquamarine's father of true love's existence, and the storm subsides. The girls receive their wish, but decide not to use it to keep Haley from moving away because her mother worked hard for the job in Australia. Instead, they save the wish and say goodbye to Aquamarine, who promises to visit. 
Raymond also asks her to visit him and they kiss. Back on shore, Raymond thanks the girls for their bravery and for introducing him to Aquamarine. Haley and Claire tell each other they will miss each other and part ways. The end. I love that the girls were like, no, your mom worked really hard for that job. She needs to go. It's so, it's so mature. <laughs> it's so it sweet. It really is. I, it's honestly just a sweet ending, honestly. Yeah, because could you imagine if they didn't learn that lesson? I know, exactly. <laughs> and they were like, please take away my mom's really important business <laughs> opportunity. <laughs> please make my mom unemployed. <laughs> Dear Aquamarine. <laughs> but... This movie was directed by Elizabeth Allen Rosenbaum, who has done a lot of TV directing. It's loosely based on the novel by Alice Hoffman. The screenplay was by John Quaintance, who wrote Material Girls with Brittany Murphy, which is a great movie. It's, it'll make you cry. It's a great movie. I'll watch it. Um, would you say? What were you going to say? It. Oh, I thought Quaintance. I thought I said Quentin, Tar Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> John Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> But this <laughs> the screenplay was also written by Jessica Bendinger, who wrote Bring It On. Oh, nice. The cast includes Emma Roberts, who plays Claire, Jojo, who plays Haley. Hell yeah. <laughs> Get out, redness. <laughs> Sarah Paxton, who plays Aquamarine, Jake McDormand, who plays Raymond, and Ariel Cabell, who plays Cecilia. But I can move on to the trivia. The budget for this movie was $12 million, and at the box office, it made $23 million. Hell yeah. The tagline was a fish out of water comedy. <laughs> okay. Right to the point. Right to the point. <laughs> <laughs> It was filmed in Australia. Okay, makes sense, yeah. Florida's never looked like that. Yep, it's not that pretty. <laughs> no. Uh, there are there are beaches in Florida that are really pretty, though. Mm -hmm. Like when you get to the Keys. Yeah. But close to Tampa? Mm-mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of trivia, but the most interesting thing that I found was that Sarah Paxton's mermaid tail weighed over 100 pounds and was approximately eight feet in length. It was crafted by the Australian makeup effects studio JMBFX, the same that created the tails seen in Fishtails, H2O, and Mako mm -hmm. Mermaids. That, I was about to say, like, those have to be correlated some way because it's, it's, it's pretty damn close. And they're good tails, too, for a kid's thing. They are. Damn, 100 pounds. I guess it's because um, not just the makeup, but the animatronics to make it move and stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Because of this, Sarah Paxton would have a 4 a.m. call time every morning as she was required two and a half hours to get her hair and facial makeup applied and then another two and a half hours to have her tail fitted. That's awful. That's five hours of, of makeup. That's nuts. I'm glad that she doesn't have the tail for a whole lot of the movie. Yeah, she gets to move around a little bit. Yeah. Sarah Paxton also had to do a month of intensive swim lessons in order to play the part of Aquamarine because she also had to swim around with that thing on too. Oh, dang. Yeah. She had to have a long control, I bet. Yeah. Another thing about Sarah Paxton, she was originally cast as Cecilia, the villain, but insisted on an auditioning for the titular character, citing her childhood dream of playing a mermaid. Aw, that's sweet. I would too. If I was like auditioning for any part of this movie, I'd be like, but can you just let me audition for Give the mermaid? Give me a chance. <laughs> I want to be a mermaid. I think she would play a good villain though. She has. She has and what? Oh, she's the villain in the movie Sleepover. Oh, it's been a long time since I've seen that. But the next thing I have is that Emma Roberts needed to learn how to ride a bike with a person sitting on the handlebars for the scene where they ride bikes by Raymond's house and Sarah Sarah Paxton actually fell off the bike. <laughs> Whatever. Oh. But she wasn't hurt. But she actually did fall off the handlebars. That also takes a lot of talent. That's a that's a lot of strength and balance. 
you need yeah. to have to not only yeah. sit on the handlebars and just like sit there but also like to ride the bike like that's gotta be so shit. uncomfortable you can't see shit <laughs> you can't see shit <laughs> that's why people ride on the pegs yeah exactly dang that's funny you can't see shit what are you et get out of there <laughs> you're too big <laughs> Also, I just needed to mention this. There's one part where she, like, at the beginning when they first meet her, first meet Aquamarine, she, like, grabs Claire's foot. You know what I'm talking about? She, like, grabs her foot. Yeah. And, like, pulls her forward so she thinks she's going to get into the water or whatever. And she's like, don't eat me or whatever she says. And she says, the thought, like, oh, my God, the thought of doing that, you. But it sounds like she says, the fuck? <laughs> I had to rewind it. I was like, listen, I know they say bitch in this movie, but there's no way they said the fuck. If it was PG-13, they get one curse word. That probably would have been it. Mm -hmm. But they could say bitch. They said bitch. JoJo says bitch. That's kind of crazy. She calls Cecilia a bitch. Maybe they got one B word. That's why the rest were fish puns, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one, I just was like, why was this even an option? Um, No offense to this person, but Jessica Simpson was a originally offered the role of Aquamarine, but was forced to turn it down because she was too old yeah jessica simpson she was like in her mid-20s at this point yeah she would have been too old i think i think she was still married to nick lachey oh yeah okay yeah i just thought that was weird i was like why did they even consider her it's random yeah that probably means that because sarah paxton has a song that she sings on the soundtrack for this movie and so does emma roberts and obviously jojo yes and weezer and and Weezer. Well, they have like a cover band of it in the movie. Yes. Well, they have a song by Mandy Moore in there, but it's, um, oh, it's the Blondie song. One Way or another, that one. <gasps> I love that song. <laughs> That's Mandy Moore singing it. Okay. I'm sure if they would have picked a pop star to play her, that there probably would have been more music for the movie. Yeah. They would have capitalized on that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But... The scene where Haley is swimming with the dolphins was filmed at SeaWorld and Jojo was afraid of swimming with them. That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Also, fuck SeaWorld. Yeah, fuck SeaWorld. See, Jojo knew. Get out! <laughs> Um, and this one was just like speculation. I don't think this is an actual fact, but the main antagonist named Cecilia might be a nod to the mythical creature Cecilia, which is a merfolk that is half human, half octopus. The most famous Cecilia is the sea witch Ursula, which is the villain in The Little Mermaid. Yeah, I can I can see how that might be on purpose. Yeah. I think it is funny though. So Cecilia's dad's a meteorologist who predicts the weather. And then- mm -hmm. His name's Stormy Banks. He's <laughs> so fucking stupid. <laughs> but- so that, and then Aquamarine's dad is, I'm assuming Neptune or something, who actually controls the weather and the ocean and all that. So I think it's a funny kind of comparison. Yeah, and when I think Aquamarine goes, her dad controls the weather too? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, but that's all the trivia that I had. Not a whole lot. Even tried to watch interviews with the cast, nothing. All I got was that none of them actually read Teen Girl magazines. <laughs> They're like, no, we don't actually take that advice seriously in those. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I think uh, Emma Roberts was 14 when they filmed, JoJo was 15, and Sarah Paxton was like 18 or 19. Okay, that makes sense. They kind of look their age too. It's one of those things where you watch a movie from your childhood when you were little and you thought, oh my God, they look so old. They look so old. I want, uh, you know, like you want to be that old and like, mm -hmm. you know. And then you see it and you're like, oh, you're a little old baby. You're a baby. <laughs> Why is JoJo wearing three t-shirts and, and cargo shorts? Uh, <laughs> so ugly. <laughs> oh God. But speaking of opinions... What are yours on Aquamarine? This was a like childhood staple. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was a summer where every day this was watched. Like it was just, we put it on all the time. You loved the pool growing up too. I did, yes. Like you we loved a pool. <laughs> 
This sounds so bad. We would take uh, pillowcases and use them as mermaid tails in the pool. <laughs> so you did. You couldn't use your imagination. You needed props. No, nope, we needed props. <laughs> <laughs> Nearly drowned. <laughs> we uh, we, <laughs> we pretended to be trying to sleep with the fishes. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely did that growing up, and um, yeah, this was this was constantly on during the summer. Probably the this summer I came movie. out, or yeah, yeah, car movie. This was a ch- yeah childhood staple. This is one of those movies where like uh, I watched it for like you know inner child, you know comfort, mm-hmm. pretty wholesome. Yeah, summer vibes. Summer vibes. vibes. It's very I don't know. It's just one of those movies you throw on. And you're like, oh, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. There's no stakes. Like it's it's just pure fun. Do you remember any thoughts of it you had like as a kid other than like I want to be a mermaid? Want to be a mermaid? I loved her name. I was like, I want her name. Like Aquamarine. It's a good name. It was very Cinderella too, and we love Cinderella uh, growing up. I could see that for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, because she had you know she had to leave at sunset. She could you know. Yeah, yeah. She had to run off. I was a Weezer fan before I knew what Weezer was. <laughs> Literally. Of that song. Yeah. I remember whenever I like started learning about Weezer and people like shit on Weezer mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, and I was like, not Island in the Sun though, right, guys? Island in the Sun slaps. That is a good fucking song. Hip hip, am I right, ladies? <laughs> exactly i love this movie it's just very wholesome it, it is what it is it's a it's a kid it's a kids movie but it's very sweet it's silly this movie is like everything that's fun about being a preteen girl mm-hmm. i think it's also barbie adjacent too you know like oh yeah it follows in that line i would think well barbie had a mermaid movie so yeah but like this was like a live action one. <laughs> yeah. Plus like every girl plays mermaids in the pool. Yeah, exactly. Like the, that's what <laughs> those TikToks of the girls like with the big goggles going, Are you guys gonna come in and play mermaids? <laughs> <laughs> it was you we were in high school. <laughs> If you wouldn't play mermaids, you would twirl. I would twirl. I, I had a good time in the pool. I love playing in the pool. You did. You did. I love being in a pool. It was fun to watch. You were so content. Well, I could be in a pool for hours. Don't mm-hmm. don't test me on it. I will I will be happy. <laughs> Full on Moana. <laughs> yes. We were we were I mean, yeah, we were we love we love a pool. It calls you. It does. I love I love <laughs> a pool. Don't Moana, don't t- but it's a pool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Now I, now I live in a town that has a famous river yeah. in it that you constantly swim in. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Y'all had Schlitterbahn too. Yeah. Oh yeah, we haven't gone though yet. We need to go. Um, we went to NRH2O. Do you remember that place? I almost worked there. Yeah. Yes, you were almost a lifeguard there. I did all the training and then was like, no. <laughs> exactly. You bailed. You never worked a shift. They tried to schedule me every day. And you told us specifically. I bought Chacos and they were like, okay, here's your schedule. And I was like, mm-hmm. no. I'll keep the shoes, thanks. <laughs> I'm sure every kid has had this story at any wave pool, but I almost drowned in the wave pool. Mm-hmm. I was terrified of that thing. It gets so packed. So if you were at the deep end and everyone's on their tubes and it gets so packed, if you went underneath and you look back up to see where you could surface, it all the openings would be closed. So you would have, I mean, you would have to go f- fucking fist fighting for that little space in the air between up. the tubes. Yeah, shit. And it's hard sometimes. People are heavy. You've got to move them. <laughs> it's hard. It gets packed. Where was that commentary in Aquamarine? <laughs> exactly. Who, why wasn't it shown? <laughs> yeah. Um, where were we? Aquamarine. <laughs> Aquamarine. <laughs> Great movie. Playing mermaids. This is an inner child movie for sure. Great comfort oh, yeah. movie. You, you watch it for what it is. It's, it's a little kid movie that came out when we were little kids. It's great for the heart, you know? Yeah. It's a time capsule. Definitely. For sure. I love Weezer. <laughs> I wish my nails could change. Oh, like I would, oh you know? so, yes. 
Love that. Wish that was a thing. The, you know, no one would have to guess how I'm feeling. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was bought a mood ring the other day, but it was $40, so thank you God. fucking hippie. I know. I was in Earthbound. <laughs> they almost yeah, got get me. get out of there before, they, know, before you start out. saging shit. Oh, I wouldn't do that. There's other alternatives to, say, to white yeah, sage. just get incense. Just get incense. But don't buy it from Earthbound, you fucking <laughs> white-collar hippie. Why the mood ring? That's all I wanted. And it did change. <laughs> But it didn't give a chart of what it was changing to. It changed colors, but it wouldn't tell me what... Vibes. Yeah. <laughs> Just vibes. Just fucking vibes, dude. Just summer true. vibes. I need, I need to stay away from her. <laughs> you too. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I didn't think it would change you this much. You're wearing a hikerdelic sweatshirt. I, I know. <laughs> this, is not, this is not from there, I swear. <laughs> I went to Friendship Kirk once and I came out different. <laughs> yeah, what are they putting in the grapes over there? I don't know. Nothing good. <laughs> it is. It tastes good, though. It tastes good. I highly yeah, recommend it. Does. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, Aquamarine. <laughs> really good movie. Love it. Um, I feel like I've said everything I want to say. What do you have anything to add? There's not a whole lot. <laughs> yeah, there's not a whole lot to say. I mean I'm sure I'll add some stuff, but like feel good movie, nostalgia, yeah. inner child, all the works. This was a car movie for us. Only in like in the summertime though, because that's when we would go on road trips as a family. It was this in Lion King one and a half. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I do love the earrings, but they sound like him from the Powerpuff Girls, so they freaked me out as a child. I don't want voices in my head or near my head. They were cute, though. They were cute. Mm -hmm. And um, stick-on earrings were a big thing when we were growing up. Before I got my ears pierced, it was stick-on earrings. But, like, mm -hmm. those were so sweet. Yeah, little star... I don't want them to make noise, though. No. <laughs> can, can you, you have to be dead? dead? Fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but that just, it reminded me of, like, stick-on earrings, because, mm -hmm. uh, I remember having, like, a sheet of those, and, like, I had little star ones, but they didn't stay on for very long that I remember. Oh, no, they fell off pretty much immediately. Yeah. I didn't like the clip-on ones, because they pinched my ears. They hurt, yeah, definitely. I'm not an old lady, I'm not in the, this isn't the 80s, I'm not gonna take off my earring to take a phone call. <laughs> exactly. We rewatched re this in, like, 2018. We were both, like, post-breakup. Oh, of course we were. <laughs> yeah. We were at a friend's house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was an interesting day. So I don't, like, fully remember that day of watching it because I was just, like, the energy was off. Yeah. For many reasons. It was a distraction day, you know? Yeah, it was like, just put the movie on. Just I'm here. put the movie here. on. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to process what's going on. Yeah, yeah I'm going to sit here. I think I went outside and smoked a cigarette during that movie. Damn. Which just feels so wrong. Yeah, that's off. <laughs> I'm glad we're doing it now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly way better circumstances <laughs> those were the worst vibes to watch aquamarine oh, in oh dang but <laughs> a cigarette good lord <laughs> you know this movie was great this was like sarah paxton in her heyday emma Me. roberts at the beginning of her career jojo in the height of her career yep like it was a good time it was a good time i was just like envious of everything in this movie that like aquamarine had i partially blame this movie for how much i've dyed my hair the minute i saw those ch little chunks of blue i was like give me that give me that <laughs> i want that in my hair now it's just a good nostalgia movie yeah but there isn't a whole lot to be said about it because it's it's just a very simple movie yeah it's very sweet it's more about friendship than anything and like the boy doesn't save the day at the end it's no the girls the girls save the day it's just girls being girls Girls being girls being being girl. girls being girls girl group. <laughs> <laughs> Is that from Bob's Burgers? I think so. I think I don't want. Yes, Jean's 
they have a basement casino whatever bob oh, cuts God. his finger oh, like, they go to the, the er <laughs> no gene forms a girl group while they're gone and he's oh. like he's playing barry goity yes <laughs> but they quit so he ends up he doing has it. to join in girls being girls being girls being girls i didn't even watch that that's so fucking funny so that clip from bob's burgers is this movie yep in a nutshell but that's all i have to say do you have anything else you want to add before we get to the critics i don't think i have anything to add okay um so this movie has a 51 percent from critics boo and a 62 percent from audience and a 5.4 out of 10 on imdb people just don't get it <laughs> that's literally half of it was like most of the critics were like oh this is for little girls yeah that's like for children shit there's a mermaid on the cover yeah but i'll move on to the critics they're all they were all very short this one um i don't know if you could see that bolted part but <laughs> well i mean well let me read it let me yeah, read it we'll yeah, talk yeah. about it uh so this is from empire online by anna smith from 2006 who gave it a three out of five and they say quote the performances cgi and sound syncing are all variable sometimes painful yet with its tales of crushes makeovers and female friendship this is so relentlessly girly it'll be hard for young girls not to be won over shame we don't have time to go into the <laughs> lesbian subtext end quote Everyone on Letterboxd was like, this is a lesbian movie. This is about falling in love with your friends. This is gay. I don't think it's wrong. <laughs> I don't think it's wrong either, but this was like the first of that that I saw. And I was like, what the It just kind of hits you in the face. <laughs> I thought we would ease into it, but nope, here we are. No. <laughs> I had to bold it. So, you know, it really... <laughs> I think it's fine to read it that way. Oh, yeah, definitely. It just threw me off so much the first time I saw it. I was like, what the fuck? Well, the fact that they're disappointed, like, I wish they would put more in there. I'm like, oh. Bitch, this is your review. Yeah, exactly. You talk about it. You talk about it. You, you, you analyze the subtext. But the, the, the last thing they said was, quote, this fantasy comedy should entertain its preteen female market and repel those silly superficial boys. Swoon end quote hell yeah so a lot of these reviews were pretty short found some slightly longer ones but this next one i tried to get mostly from ladies because they understood that it was for preteen girls mm. but this one next one is from entertainment weekly by lisa schwartzbaum from 2006 and starts with quote feet by day scales by night as operating systems go, the locomotive options of the title mermaid and the tweener romantic comedy Aquamarine represent a definite upgrade over Daryl Hannah's more cumbersome machinery splash. That's more than can be said about the rest of this movie, a filmy pool of tropes and tchotchkes stereotypical associated with girls of today, end quote. A lot of shitting on Daryl Hannah's performance in Splash came up. I've never seen Splash, but I'm assuming it's not is. a good mermaid movie. Yeah, apparently. I have no clue what that is but did you make sense of that sentence of that paragraph? not really because they didn't really say anything like i get what they're saying is like um i guess there's a lot of stereotypical association with girls yeah which is it, true it's a very girly movie it definitely yeah. is like the teen magazine thing exactly and, it's very like yeah. yes but i thought it was fun when i was a kid yeah the little girl in me is like oh yeah that you know stuff like that so it is what it is it is what it is like same with the last review like it is what it is i don't think it's inherently wrong i mean yeah that's a broad thing i would have to really kind of sit there and see what they put in the movie well here's the thing i don't think we were gonna get much depth out of this movie yeah we're not gonna get a commentary on female stereotypes we're gonna get a commentary on female friendships which is always something that i am there for exactly but they also say quote in such a well-behaved femme aquarium i'm 
time far more diverted by the antics of the designated mean girl, a conniving queen bee called Cecilia. Played with well-honed comic obnoxiousness by Gilmore Girls' Ariel Kebble, Cecilia, another lifeguard luster who wants Raymond for her own boy toy, slithers through her classic bitch role with cheerful sharkiness while aquamarine flounders, end quote. So their favorite actor in this movie was the actress who played um, Cecilia. I love that. I think she does a good job at being the mean girl. I used to hate her. I was like, oh my god, I hate her. She's so awful. Like, you know, she she's the type of character that made you so mad. Yeah. She was a good mean girl. That means she did her job. She was a great mean girl. Yeah. She made me pissed off. I hated her. Love her hair, though. Her hair was great. And I would quote, like, it's a great name for a crayon. <laughs> I would quote that all the time. <laughs> no, it was like, a. I loved a good mean girl. But like, uh, the mean girls in, uh, what was it, Cinderella Story with Hilary Duff, they were so mean, I would cry. <laughs> they were really mean. They made mean. me so mad. So she wasn't on that level, but she was a great villain. <laughs> they were good. They were they were good in Cinderella Story. I I think we should do that movie soon. I love that movie. We should actually. I would love to rewatch that movie. That's, yeah, that's like an end of summer one. Yeah, but yeah. So I think they're right. That actress did a really good job. Watching it now, Sarah Paxton doesn't do the best job as as she doesn't have know. to be your favorite character or your favorite no. actor in that movie. Her character's name is on the posters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. She already won. She already won. <laughs> but yeah, nobody really, um, I don't think anybody wanted to put in the time to like really go in depth on why they loved or hated this movie. So this, this is kind of where, what we're left with. Yeah, it's kind of surface level kind of stuff. We're like just quick little comments. Yeah, because I mean, honestly, I would judge them a little bit if they were going a little too in depth about the movie. Yeah, if they were harshly criticizing this movie that's a that's a little much yeah the only thing i disagree with this one is like necessarily disagree because i'm i'm sure you can point this out in the movie was like stereotypical associations with girls absolutely it's a very girly movie and not all girls are very girly and that's perfectly fine i was a tomboy as a kid but i loved this movie there's representation in there for it (laughs) jojo jojo (laughs) she's right there she's right right there and she's wearing three (laughs) t-shirts And a sleeveless zip-up hoodie. Oh, God. I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this. Like, I know it was a... Is it a negative one? Yeah, it is a negative one. Like, a big one. It was hard to find a good positive one, if I'm being honest. That's fair. But I kind of like it. Nothing was above a three. Oh. (laughs) That's sad. Yeah. But the only review I have from a man is surprise the longest one. Oh god <laughs> this one just like something s- stood out in like the summary of it and i was like what the fuck is this guy talking about i need to know what the hell this person thinks yeah so this one's from cinema blend and was written by scott gwynn in 2006 who gave it a 1.5 out of 5 starting with quote kids ought to have good movies too sure it's great to have films like the incredibles and swiss family robinson that adults can enjoy right along with the younger set but kids also deserve movies that abandon grown-up interests altogether and cater to their way of seeing the world. Yes. The catch is, if you're doing that, make sure you're creating something that's going to entertain them by helping them understand the realities of life, not the shallow drivel they can expect when they're old enough to read 17, end quote. I think that's misogyny. Yeah, misogyny. And also, like, I'm sorry you couldn't take away something that's... Sorry you're not a girl. Yeah, I'm sorry you're not a girl and you saw this movie and we're like, oh, it's a beautiful story about friendship. I'm sorry you didn't take that away. I'm sorry you thought that was a useless thing about this movie. Mm -hmm. The first half of it, I agree. Like, the first half of this paragraph, like, kids deserve good movies too. Absolutely. They're not catered to adults. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
but I'll move on to the next quote. We'll see what else they have to say about this. Quote, I admit I didn't actually read the Alice Hoffman novel. Sorry, the preteen girl book genre isn't just isn't on my reading list. Good. But from what I know, I know, but from what I've seen of it in summaries and excerpts, the ship has sailed way off course. Essentially, everything redeeming about the story and characters have been shoved into the last 15 minutes of the movie, almost as an afterthought. It's a shame, too, as the ending is very touchy, if not a bit predictable. In those final moments, all three girls finally discover the true meaning of love, and McDormand gets a brief chance to prove he was cast for something other than his Baywatch body. The rest of the story has been coated in a thick layer of shallow pop culture and teen glam magazine vapidity the kinds of stuff you don't want to see in a movie marketed to the 8 to 12 year old set Mm. did we as young girls get marketed things that would make us want to grow up too fast yes or look a certain way absolutely am i gonna fault aquamarine for that (laughs) no no i am not no i am not this movie made me want talking starfish earrings and Mm -hmm. chunky colorful highlights in my hair yep and nail polish it changed color based on my mood i still want that i still do too you think they could do it in acrylics that's the only way they could do it Ooh, maybe if the light hits it different they have that do they yeah there's also like nail polish that changes in temperature oh interesting and i don't your instagram explore page was never nail stuff was it no (laughs) no it wasn't I get what they're saying. I do get what they're saying as well. I'm sure that the book was probably a little better paced out with what happened. A lot of the really good parts of this movie, the heartwarming stuff that is the message, is at the end. So it's not exactly wrong. It's just like, I don't want to hear it from you. (laughs) I don't care. And I don't know. I just didn't see that way because I was literally, when it came out in 2005, it was like seven when it came out. No, we we would have been the affected group that he's talking about literally the targeted audience for it so Mm -hmm. i just don't think that aquamarine has to die for that cause yeah exactly anyway we'll move on to the next quote this is the part that i saw and i was like what (laughs) what do you mean okay so they say quote aquamarine had the potential to be a truly great kids movie something young girls could have fun watching while learning some important lessons from the characters they could relate to instead it's been turned into a marketing trap for what mtv hopes will be its next viewing audience like the tobacco industry they seem to be going after them younger and younger too boring for girls over 12 and too adult for anyone younger it's a movie for no one my advice to any parents thinking of reeling this one in toss the mermaid back and go get a dog named win dixie end quote i'm not watching because of win dixie that movie's sad movie is sad i had to watch that in class i started crying did you have to read the book no we had to read where the red fern grows and oh watch that movie so much worse that's so we much only worse watched the death scene part of the movie we didn't get to watch the whole thing <laughs> that's so fucked up that's so two fucked dogs up. die two dogs die that's so fucked up oh my god yeah it's so messed up i will say i don't think win dixie even dies in the book i think something no. i think she gets lost or something yeah like he disappears for a while yeah something like yeah. that <laughs> i don't know uh dakota fanning did a great job in that she movie, did though. she's really good <laughs> <laughs> she really shaped our whole childhoods yeah she really um, she was in everything she yeah. was quick correction she wasn't in everything because it was anna sophia robin because of win dixie 
back to whatever this person was saying <laughs> they're they're like championing the cause for like which a cause that like yes this is a thing this is a thing trying to get kids like especially young girls to tr- want to grow up too fast sure yeah the tobacco industry does market to young people what does aquamarine have to do with that <laughs> just because they say bitch they say it once that was a quote i had to cut out because i was like eh. but they were just they brought up the fact that they say bitch in the movie and they were like <gasps> it's a little this last paragraph they had me in this the, the last one that we just read this one they kind of lost me i think it's a little dramatic especially for this movie it's a little fox news for me it is a it's a little it's conserve it's a conservator (laughs) (laughs) conservatorship right over here here. (laughs) it is it's a it's a little much it's a little i don't think it's all this that you're saying yeah the reason i'm a whore is uh aquamarine (laughs) Aquamarine. yeah Yeah. the reason i'm a cigarette smoking whore is because of sarah paxton's portrayal of aquamarine (laughs) Jersey Shore, we both know it's, it. <laughs> it's li- literally, it is Jersey Shore. Because you started watching that young, too. Like, I did, when it started. Yeah, in 2008, when it started. <laughs> yeah, Jersey Shore definitely corrupted me way more than Aquamarine ever could. Yeah. This movie never made me boy crazy. And I know it could have had that effect on other people, sure. But, like, no. It was about the girls, though. It was about the girls. This movie was about water towers and color-changing nail polish and mean dads. And Weezer. (laughs) And Weezer. And Island in the Sun by Weezer. I obsessed. JoJo's in it. Look at JoJo. JoJo's in it. JoJo. There's so many things to pay more attention to about. But yeah, this... I, this is this is very this is a big dramatic take in my opinion yeah i saw mtv and i saw tobacco industry and like the summary of their review and i was like what the what fuck is, going, is on going on one? here so i had to include it yeah it's a lot <laughs> but i'll move on to the last one nope no it's not this is from ion film by jenny kermode from 2006 who gave it a 2.5 out of 5 starting with quote aquamarine is one of those teen pictures that will actually go down best with an audience of younger girls perhaps around the age of eight or nine although it's largely about the business of lusting after boys with the camera paying almost pornographic attention to raymond the focus is on romance rather than sexuality and there's nothing here that parents will find problematic end quote then why mention it yeah they just do a slow-mo shots of him that's it they also say quote Rather than encouraging hopeless fantasies about love, the film ultimately takes a sensible and realistic look at the complicated emotions involved in growing up, but manages to do so without being patronizing. The two girls are both very natural and make engaging heroines. Unfortunately, the same cannot be said of Sarah Paxton as the mermaid, who is ditzier than Daryl, Hannah, and Splash. Oh, second time. I told you, I told you, (laughs) without any of the charm, and who approaches her fish-out-of-water character by simply not bothering to act. Even high-spirited kids who relate easily to the hectic pace of the girls' adventures will find their giddiness irritating. She drifts through the film, striking a series of poses, and there's nothing beyond the supporting cast conviction to persuade us to care about her plight, end quote. I can't deny it. (laughs) Did Jojo carry this movie? Yes. (laughs) yes she did jojo carried this movie she really did on her back i agree i'm not saying they're wrong i think it's harsh i think it's a little harsh i don't fully agree with it at least they're going after the one the adult out of the three you know yeah exactly did she do a bad job yes (laughs) yes it's okay i like it (laughs) who said mermaids have to be good at acting that's the thing and i don't think it's you know what i'm gonna leave it (laughs) 
Well, I appreciate the first sentence that they were saying too about it, like talks about these, you know, the complicated emotions of like growing up, but doesn't feel patronizing. And I think that's very true. Like even watching it as an adult, I'm like, I don't feel like I'm being talked down to at all by this movie. Yeah. But the last thing they say is, quote, In examining issues of responsibility and growing awareness of the wider world, Aquamarine makes good use of its older cast, but there are some curious omissions. Nasty girl Cecilia, potentially one of the most interesting characters, is entirely demonized despite the fact that adult viewers will quickly identify her as a girl with serious problems of her own. Although Jake McDormand works hard to make him personable, Raymond is distinctly two-dimensional and no challenge is made to the way the girls objectify him. Discussions on the importance of individuality are subsumed by the genre convention of shopping sprees and reliance on teen magazines. Though the script does at least give its heroines credit for the vast amount of knowledge they have absorbed from reading in this specific area. Less credit is due to its approach to action, particularly water safety issues, which are really badly mishandled. <laughs> Aquamarine succeeds as a feel-good piece of fluff and will help to pass the time on summer holidays, but there's little here of any substance and it will soon be forgotten again. End quote. Wrong, bitch. Wrong. <laughs> I think this was a little too serious for the movie. I think they I think they had a word count that they had to meet. Same word count as the last guy. Yeah. I do agree Raymond's a very two-dimensional character. I don't think he needs to be anything more than that. This movie is a is for and about the girls. I don't need Raymond to say more than two sentences. That's fine. Yeah. I find it interesting how much the the critics like Cecilia, though. It is interesting. I want to have thought that, but here we are. I mean, she's, she's a good villain. I think they could have used her more. Like, I didn't realize how much not in this movie she is. Yeah. There's just so much emotion. As a little kid, I thought she was like this diabolical villain that's always there. She's not in it that much. I think there's just a lot of emotion that comes with her. If I were to say that something I wanted more in this movie, like if Cecilia and Aquamarine had like, they could have like showcased more similarities between the two of them. If you're going to have like this thing about like the redemption of like love between friends and like female friendships and whatever, the power of friendship, I would love, I would have liked a little bit of redemption for Cecilia. Yeah. And how girls shouldn't be against girls. We should all yeah. be together and that would have been nice that would that would have been a nice like little, f- little feminist take but yeah but we could only I get so much too much yeah <laughs> this is 2005 it is what it is yeah and there are, pl- there are plenty of movies who who do that exactly it's out there we'll move back on to these last two that are shorter this First one is from Review Journal by Carol Kling from 2006, and they start with, quote, Based on a story by Practical Magic author Alice Hoffman, Aquamarine focuses on the travails of the title mermaid who's engaged to a total trip and has three days to prove to her all-wet father that true love exists, end quote. We do, whenever it's fall time, we're doing Practical Magic. I've never heard of I don't of know that. if you've ever seen it. Mm. It's a witch movie for the girlies, and it's written by the same person that wrote Aquamarine. Mm. It's a good movie. Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman are the two witches. I love Sandra Bullock. I love Nicole Kidman. She's the AMC lady. <laughs> but anyway, um, this person also says, quote, On the surface, Aquamarine emerges as a lighthearted comic romp geared to tween girls complete with cute comic complications and characters straight out of a Cosmo Girl advice column. Yet, screenwriters John Quaintance and Jessica Bendinger and director Elizabeth Allen, making her feature directorial debut, also remember the power of best friendship and the fragile magic of an endless summer approaching its inevitable end. As a result, Aquamarine 
Shakespearean balances its many moments of silliness with a tender spirit and a welcome respect for the individuality of its characters. They may be teenagers, but that doesn't make them insensitive or stupid. And neither most of the time is Aquamarine. It's hardly a whale of a tale, but that doesn't mean it's not a, fl- a flip, fitty fun, end quote. I don't like all the puns, but I appreciate what they were saying. <laughs> yeah, but the last review I have is from Access Atlanta from Melinda Ennis from 2006, who gave it a C. Starting with, quote, If you are now or have ever been a girl of 8 to 13, you'll be occasionally charmed by the giggly bonds of girlfriends and guppy love the film portrays, but occasionally green at the gills, end quote. Green at the gills? What does that mean? Nauseous, I guess. Oh, okay. I'm not. Um, (laughs) God, I don't want to throw up once. Um, (laughs) um, But next they say, quote, as we learned from Splash. God, three times. (laughs) Three. More than more than 20 years ago, mermaids have their own rules. During the day, they can walk on legs but revert to a tail at night. Aqua must spend her nights in the town water tank in trouble, as they say, ensues. Like a kid with a new toy, first-time director Elizabeth Allen makes us seasick as she uses the camera to randomly speed the action up or slow-mo it down for lusty shots of Dreamboat Raymond. And her powder pink cotton candy concoction is as unsubstantial as the airy kid's treat. While it will be gobbled up by preteen girls, it's just too gooey for anyone else. For those girls, playing mermaid in the pool is a universal rite of passage, soon followed by slumber parties and flirting with boys. Aquamarine makes a direct hit on its target by firing on all those fronts, end quote. Exactly. That's just what the movie is doing. That's what it does. Were they talking about literally making them nauseous or is it just like the aspects of the movie? I think it's literal because of the like speed up, slow down thing. That's so funny. I thought they were being like, it's like oh it's all it's gushing over the boys and it's doing all the girls stuff no they literally they're like no the camera work actually makes me nauseous yeah (laughs) okay fair enough wasn't for me but okay but i think just like partially just like the silly like Mm -hmm. preteen things you're like oh you (laughs) i I don't know it's very sweet it is what it, it i'm not watching the movie it's nostalgia, you know? Yeah, exactly. completely. And I just really like, I almost didn't include this one, but I just really liked that uh, second to last sentence, like the playing mermaids in the pool is a rite of passage and like, you know, being a preteen girl, you'd have like slumber parties, you'd talk about boys or whatever. And like, I just thought that was cute. I just thought that was a cute sentence. And that's what the movie is too. It's just, it's just cute, you know? Yeah. But that was the last critic review that I had. A lot more substance in the audience reviews. Yep. I bet there is. I, I there, There's going to be uh, kids like us that grew up with it, you know? Yes. Yeah, exactly. This first one, I just, I thought this was a, just the title got me. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Good. That's what yeah. the movie was, and it, that's it, what the movie was for. Well, it's a 10 out of 10, so I think they made it in a nice way. Okay, good. I thought it was a negative. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. You know how we start these, right? (laughs) Sorry. I jumped. I jumped to conclude. I saw IMDb and I I saw red. (laughs) But this is a 10 out of 10 from IMDb titled, A Really, Really Good Movie Says a Nine-Year-Old. And yes, I know that could sound very sarcastic, Mm -hmm. but this is from 2006. And they say, as a parent, I found this movie 
an enjoyable way to spend time with my nine-year-old daughter and her friend. Here are her comments. I thought that Aquamarine was a great movie. I could really compare it to Little to The Little Mermaid. You know, the parts where she had to leave before sunset? I thought that the cast did a really great job acting. I really liked the end too. Back to mom's thoughts. <laughs> all in all, the friendship theme is very positive. Also, the love theme is appropriate for young viewers, in my opinion, because it's somewhat idealized but not over the top unimaginable. The feeling in general was of a pleasant escape where friendship is reaffirmed. Oh, I love that. Isn't that so cute? It's very sweet. I respect this review so fucking mm-hmm. much to actually include your kid's opinion of it. Exactly. And how much they loved it. It was so sweet. Yeah. And like just the fact that this mom was like, my kid loved it and was having a great time. So I was having a great time. Exactly. My kid loved it. Therefore, it's a good movie. No stars. Oh, God. From 2020. And it says, it's about a girl who's like half sushi. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it. Oh my god! I love and if you don't know, if you don't know, that's that's a quote from Jennifer's body. The reason we're here today. Yep, <laughs> love that. She like does it through her blowhole or something. <laughs> oh my god! Fantastic. That last one was from Letterboxd, obviously. This next one's also from Letterboxd from 2017, and it's five stars. And it says, fellow women who love women, we've put off the gay conversation on this film long enough. (laughs) Honestly, yes, I understand. I saw someone say something along those lines. It was like, bisexual girls, we have to claim this movie. (laughs) (laughs) For this one or Jennifer's Body? For this one. Because I saw saw a bunch for Jennifer's Body for that one. Yes. Aquamarine has a little bit of bi bi vibes too. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm staking my claim. I understand. I get it. (laughs) Put my bi flag in the sand of Aquamarine. Uh, (laughs) This next one is a star and a half on Letterboxd. That was from 2021. Imagine being a legendary mythical creature and you look at a guy wearing camo cargo shorts (laughs) and you you say, that's who I want to fall in love with. Oh, fair. That's fair. (laughs) It's granted. Can't fight you on that one. Can't fight you on that one. It's granted. (laughs) (laughs) Three stars from 2018 on Letterboxd. Summertime in a tiny beach town plus mermaids plus 2000s fashion plus island in the sun plus teenage plus teen friendship plus blue highlights (laughs) equals a movie that feels so targeted towards me that it's a little scary <laughs> also like not to be that bitch but the book was better oh okay i'm sure it's great i'm sure, I'm sure it's, it's a great, great book i never read it i'll read it one day yeah i do love that they're like everything about this is for me are there cameras in my house what is this <laughs> this next one's from imdb it's a one out of ten titled i don't need to see this movie to tell that it sucks oh god i have seen the trailers and they suck <laughs> Jojo is totally going to mess things up in every movie, and any movie with a mermaid must mean that the scriptwriter has some problems. I think this movie would be a lot worse than RV because Jojo apparently has no acting and she does it for money. The acting in all the trailers are awful, plus the storyline seems to be one heck of a challenge because who cares with a Z about mermaids? I don't really want to watch a girl movie because I don't want to torture myself watching a lame movie. Plus, the music is gonna make me break the DVD and the VHS. That is all I gotta say about that. They didn't even watch it. They just watched a trailer. This is like, I know this is bad. This reads some sibling was made to go see this movie. They didn't even watch it. You tell they're going to. They're going to have to. You know that. If my mom is reading this, I don't want to (laughs) go. This reads someone who, like, I don't believe an adult wrote this. This is very. No, absolutely not. (laughs) This is, this gives uh, a 13 year old boy energy. Maybe even a little bit younger. Who cares? 
cares about mermaids? Be bitch. I care. <laughs> I care to I care about mermaids. I, I love that. Who cares about mermaids? They do not like JoJo. She ruins everything, they, apparently. They have a grudge. JoJo is the best part of this fucking movie. <laughs> this next one is from Letterboxd. It's from 2023. It's three stars. Watch this for a... Oh, oh. Watch this for a patient at work for whom this is her third favorite movie. I'd seen the other two, but not this. This is not really my type of movie, but has some steady performances from Roberts and Spence. But unless you're in the target group for this, it's probably not going to hold your attention. BTW, bull shark, is common term in Australia when you need to swear but don't feel that you can. Also, don't mess with bull sharks. They're nasty buggers. (laughs) Well, you mean a patient? Oh. Yeah. That's... Oh, well, that's really sweet, though. That they went and watched it. Yeah. And they're like, it, you know, it's for target group, but if it's not for target group, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. It's really sweet, actually. Also, we learned something. Yeah, we learned something. We learned something about Australia. Exactly. I love it. Well, thank you. That was a nice review. Yeah. I just, I saw the patient thing and I was like, <laughs> I gotta include it. I gotta make Riley cry. <laughs> <laughs> um... Uh. <laughs> This next one's two stars okay. from 2023 from like two weeks ago. I am high and this is legitimately the scariest movie I've ever watched. Oh my god. Oh, I can only imagine. Oh god. That's so fucking funny. Just had to, you know, I had to vibe change a little bit. Um, three stars from 2023. I'm glad I didn't see this back in 2006 because I probably would have scorned it at 14. I'm now old enough to see what a masterpiece this is. That's like the rules of feminism. Yeah. And I think at 14, the movie might have been a little too old for her to appreciate, but now that she can look back on it. Yeah. Yeah, because at 14, you're you're kind of resenting the, the girly stuff. Yeah. You know? So oh, I so I That was the beginning of our friendship. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It was it was flannels, grunge, nirvana. <laughs> it was like I wanna look exactly like Kurt Cobain. That's how I was at fourteen. That was, per- that was your personality. <laughs> I didn't want to be Courtney Love. I wanted to be Kurt Cobain. <laughs> oh, I love it. But no, I I Still love that they were they were honest. Uh, <laughs> Still do. <yeah. laughs> He had a great sense of style. It did. It's 90s. It's 90s grunge. Like, that, that's never going to go out of style. That that style has been in since it started. He is the reason I owned a Hi, Hello, How Are You Daniel Johnston t-shirt without ever <laughs> listening to a single song by Daniel Johnston. Yeah, the little alien thing. That took me until, like, my 20s to find out who that was. I thought that was, I thought that was Kurt Cobain's thing. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> how do we get here? Um, oh, God. Uh, five stars from 2017 on Letterboxd. In case y'all forgot, this is the purest movie about female friendship ever made. I'm here to remind you it is. It is. And that's what we're here to do too. Exactly. I don't I don't have any quips with it. I don't have the energy to have no. quips with it, you know? No, it'll ruin my life. This is not the movie to have quips with. It it doesn't require that energy. Three and a half stars from 2019. Sarah Paxton could do Aquaman, but Jason Momoa couldn't do Aquamarine. <laughs> he couldn't. Oh, it, it just wouldn't it wouldn't come across as good. Mm-mm. It wouldn't read well. <laughs> it wouldn't you know? read well. <laughs> two and a half stars from 2023 not one of those girls looks like they should be the same age as the other and that's how you know it's an accurate middle school movie i think that's what i was saying earlier so yeah definitely they none of them look like they would be in the same grade she definitely looks a little bit older than them i think raymond and like cecilia and them are older than them that makes sense yeah raymond's definitely in his 20s that's definitely i think he's supposed to be like 8 17 18 and they're supposed to be like 14 15 yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
two and a half stars for 2023 on Letterboxd. 10 out of 10 for the laughs, really. It's like Shark Boy and Lava Girl quality <laughs> for teenage girls. It's like if a blue raspberry lip smackers was a movie. Watching it feels like I should be knee deep in junk food having a sleepover. Yes, this is a sleepover movie. This is it is, it is such that energy. It is it's pizza, Doritos. I'm in a sleeping bag on someone's Cheeto floor. Puffs. Cheeto puffs. It's 1 a.m. <laughs> Do you remember Cheeto Puff Twists? Mm -mm, no. They were like Cheeto Puffs, but they were a little thinner and they were in like a coil. Okay, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, maybe. Dude, they were so good. Yeah. It was like half of the amount that would get stuck in your teeth because they were thinner. Yeah. It was so good. Nice. Bring those back. If anyone's listening. <laughs> seen those TikToks where they um, they show you all the canceled foods starting from like late nine all through our childhood you you'd be surprised you're like oh i had that i had that i had that mm -hmm. they don't sell those anymore what are you talking about i think about yogos every day of my life those shits were good for no reason they're these they were like the <laughs> they were the like healthy version of like they were like little oreo wafer cookies those were good for no reason mm -hmm. they weren't oreos because they weren't they didn't have the middle but they're oreo flavored and they were just like little tiny little cookies almost like crackers almost like crackers but they were cookies you know what i'm talking about were they ones where you dip it di dip it in the cr oh you didn't dip them i here i'm gonna try I, to find them the shrek ketchup i don't think we wanted that oh my god i think my mom would have said no my mom would be like i'm not putting that in my refrigerator <laughs> We had it. This is what it was. Hold on. I guess they still sell them. Mm, I don't know. I think this the, actually, this was still my credit card information. But do you remember these? Oh my God, those were so good. These were really good for those no reason. Those were so good. They were, they for were no so reason, they were really good. good. They had chocolate chip ones. They did? They had chocolate chip ones too. They weren't, it was like, they had a chocolate, I think it was like a Chips Ahoy one. And they were so, dude, those were so good. I they were really good. I just dug that up for my brain. My mom would get those all the time because they were quote unquote healthy. Yes, they were, they were only a hundred calories or less <laughs> sugar. It didn't matter. I ate like 10 of them in a day. A <laughs> hundred calories in one of them. In one of them, yes. Do you remember the little mini, like, they were sh like little balls, but it was like Cheez-Its? Oh, yes. Very good. I think good. they still have those. They might. I don't know. But I do remember them from childhood, specifically. Oh, my God. We had good snacks. Yeah, we did. I, I never really tried did. the colored ketchup, though. We never... I never <sighs> wanted that, and I don't think my mom would have bought we that either Shrek. way. We loved Shrek. My mom was like, fine. We were... <laughs> oh, thinking about this, like, grosses me out. Ugh. We were a ketchup on eggs family. Ooh. So we had our color colorful ketchup on our eggs. Ooh. Yikes. And we were also a mayo and fries family, so. Mayo and fries? Oh. It's good. Listen, it's not my fault <laughs> that the Dutch took over Listen. Malaysia. It's not my fault that the Dutch took over Malaysia and now my mother likes mayo and fries, okay? You, you Blame the colonists, not me. <laughs> you just sound like JFK from Cold Listen. <laughs> you sounded just like you do that every now and then. You end up sounding like him. I just it's I blame TikTok because a bunch of audios of JFK from Clone High. <laughs> Very randomly, you will you will say something just like him. It's so fucking funny. I just I love impersonating that character. It's, it's so, so fucking... funny. Answer the question. <laughs> I, love, I love that character too for no reason. <laughs> He's thick for no reason too. He's thick for no reason. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> but back to this, I think. As much as this person gave this movie a two and a half stars, they captured it perfectly. I don't know why they only gave it two and a half stars. It's like they 
this for is clout i don't know i don't know perfect description they give it a 10 out of 10 so why do they give it two and a half stars but also i love explaining it as if blue raspberry lip smackers <laughs> was a movie because that is so accurate it's so, accurate, so accurate, accurate for no reason for no reason i miss lip smackers i have like memories of having my little useless child purse and having lip smackers in that thing <laughs> I, I took i took a final one i did too <laughs> I think it was the blue raspberry one. I think one. it was the cherry one for me. I, I Actually, no, I think it was a no, it was a Coca-Cola one. I oh. I just it, I took a bite of that thing. I definitely <laughs> took a bite of the cherry. There was definitely little, little teeth books. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you took it. Dude. If it smelled good, I tried it, okay? I evolved into a lip smackers girl to a Burt's Bees. Same, same just more dull energy i i took the i took the teen route i went to those eos balls and like the those dried the shit out of my lips i hated that brand do you remember the baby like the maybelline like baby lips thing no oh you'll What's remember that? it if, hold on let me pull it up we're just sorry for the diversion guys <laughs> this, this is, is nostalgia this is the nostalgia episode this is the point of this ep- this episode is <laughs> a walk down memory lane okay <laughs> Every girl when we were in middle school had a Vera Bradley purse filled with these things. Oh, yeah. They're real big and clunky. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I do. They didn't do shit. No, no, no. They just probably made your lips drier. So you just use it and use it and use it. It was just like the EOS little ball yeah. things. Those, I mean, those dried my lips out. Like, I hated it. Burt's Bees is where it's at. Yeah. I wasn't using it for function. <laughs> now I use... What's the blue one? The blue one? I don't know. I don't know. It's whatever Noah uses. I just steal his. <laughs> oh, uh, I use I use Vaseline and actually cut that out. Oh, Blistex. Blistex. I use Blistex. Cut out the Vaseline part. I don't want people stealing that. <laughs> people already know. <laughs> I don't want them to know more. <laughs> <laughs> you ever wondering how Riley's lips are so luscious moisturized and, and luscious from this high quality zoom camera? <laughs> Look no further than Vaseline. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. No, they're going to hike up the prices now. <laughs> <laughs> they're already doing it. True. Back to this, I guess. If we have to. <laughs> if we have to. We learned a lot. We both ate lip smackers as children. <laughs> but this next one is a three-star review from 2022 on Letterboxd that says, If the fact that Mean Girls meteorologist's father's name is Storm Banks doesn't have you clamoring to watch this film with quickness and haste, then I don't know what will. It's also very funny to me that JoJo spends the entire film complaining about not wanting to move to Australia when they're literally standing on the beach in Queensland. <laughs> Also, who in their right mind would use their one and only mermaid wish to stay in Florida? Get out of here, girly. Yeah, no kidding. How about we wish for the whole family to move somewhere else? Everybody move. (laughs) Everybody move. Yeah, why don't you come to Australia with you? Yeah, just wish that your family moves to Australia. Yeah, exactly. Everyone wins. Yeah, one out of ten. IMDb, 2008, titled Caught in a Net of Fish. Where should I begin with this travesty? How about... That the acting was some of the worst I've ever seen. Not only was Miss Roberts, the current girl of Nancy Drew fame, not any good, but neither was the other stars. Mermaids looking for love smells of Little Mermaid. Mermaids in the bathtub and swimming in a water tower smell of Disney Esquire novelty. I guess I am glad she found her love, but it was painful to watch while getting there. Concluding my thoughts, don't buy this. It might be worth a rental at best to entertain some teenage girls, but it won't do anything for anybody else. Even many of the girls probably won't like this. F, 
very presumptuous that they would say, oh, most girls wouldn't like this movie. Like, how odd. I don't know. I can't tell what kind of person this is. I can't either. <laughs> I, like, I'm trying to gauge it. The thing that stuck out to me was I'm glad she found love, but I didn't like watching it get there. They're happy for her. Yeah. They made you care. Yeah. The movie made you care. It's so odd. Mm-hmm. Three and a half stars. Letterbox. 2019. Aquamarine walked so Shape of Water could run. Oh my god. <laughs> the more you think about it, too. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> really don't. I really don't want to compare those two movies to each other. Too late. I'm doing it. <laughs> Three stars from 2016 on Letterboxd. All the performance in this were enjoyable, and it was generally pretty funny and nice looking, and I have to give it some credit for subverting the message of the rest of the movie with the last Hail Mary pass about friendship. But the most well-executed part was the casting slash performance of the love interest, because he's exactly the kind of guy you would be obsessed with at 13, but viewed with adult eyes as obviously a bland, mildly attractive dork. <sighs> I don't think it was intentional, and it sounds kind of ridiculous, but that, along with the fantasy of having a mermaid BFF, nailed down the nostalgia and sense of childhood innocence for me, knocking this above a standard fluffy tween movie. Would watch again even though it is well-paced but relatively massive 105 minutes long. Oh dang, it is long. Yeah, it's an hour and 50. I didn't even, I didn't notice. It is well-paced. It is well-paced. That's the thing I didn't notice. There you go. I love what the description of Raymond and it's very accurate. Is That's it actually is. pretty, they kind of nailed it on the head, honestly. Like a lot of people, even if they don't give it high ratings, they seem to like nail what's perfect about it. Exactly. They get the essence of what this movie is and why people would like it. Yeah. Two and a half stars from 2021 on Letterboxd. You better believe that true love exists because if it doesn't, then that means Aquamarine lied to you and I for one. Don't think I'm ready to live in a world like that yet. Aquamarine didn't lie. Never would that movie lie. True love exists. Aquamarine said so. Yeah, Aquamarine said so. Yeah. This is the last review I have. Say 10 out of 10 from IMDb titled, I saw it for my birthday Aww. from 2006. Smiley face, emoticon. I loved this movie. I especially wanted to see it because my favorite color is aquamarine. I didn't expect it to be as funny, though. That was a good surprise. Like my sister said, though, who'd have guessed so many kids would be there? It seemed as if this one girl had her own birthday party with, an all, with all 10, 20 of her friends. But I highly recommend it to anyone who still have a little bit of imagination left. All I can say now is Disney would be proud. Come to think of it, it seems like a plot they would consider in the long run. Anyway, I loved how clean and blue their water looked. Not at all how it looks here in Louisiana. But still, it was an excellent movie. I give it 10 out of 10. How sweet. They're like, some other girl was also having her birthday party <laughs> at the same time. I love that. I love that so much. How sweet. This is such like a stream of consciousness. <laughs> Preteen girl. Yes. Just so you guys know, my bestie was there. Um, <laughs> my sister was there. There was this other girl there. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, that girl's like totally stealing your birthday thunder. She brought all her friends. Like, there's not like barely even seats for us. Oh my god. <laughs> what are we gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> I like the little like, oh, but it does not look like that in Louisiana. Um, <laughs> I love it. This is so sweet. This is who that movie was made for. And I'm really glad they loved it. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. So sweet. It's like my favorite color is aquamarine. <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute i love it that was a perfect 10 out of 10 review mm -hmm. what do you rate aquamarine this is one of those movies i wish like we had categories you know mm -hmm. what would your inner child rate this movie oh, my inner child would probably rate this a nine and a half yeah you know what i'm gonna leave it there nine and a half yeah it's for her it's for her yeah i think i'll agree with you i'll say like nine nine and a half mm. this was up there i did love it well there you go this was honestly like the sweetest 
episode all the letterbox reviews so sweet i love it yeah even the negative ones like weren't that bad yeah did you have anything else you wanted to say no i just love this movie and if you haven't seen it go have fun go order pizza get some junk food mm-hmm. build a pillow fort and go watch it get some lip smackers snack that- on that too <laughs> go eat some lip balm go eat some lip balm do it for your inner child <laughs> find some shrek ketchup uh <laughs> Oh, God. Yes. Do that. <laughs> Get those Nabisco Oreo wafers. <laughs> don't. Don't. Because the website found it all looks like it's going to steal your credit card oh, information. Don't, don't do there. it. I'm don't. sure they sell it on Amazon. <laughs> yeah. If you can find some. If they're still making it, go find some. They were good. <laughs> go eat some Cheeto Puff Twists. Yes. Yogos. You know. Nope. Get a fruit roll up. Oh, yeah. They still have those. They still have those. Uh, get an Uncrustable. You know. How, make a day of it. Make a day um, of it. <laughs> Anyway, um, so nothing else to add? No. Okay, me neither. So if you want to suggest any more summer movies for us to do, or if you want to suggest some fall or spooky movies for us to do when that time starts coming around, you can reach out to us on our Instagram at Easy Bake Takes. We also have a TikTok at Easy Bake Takes, and we have our website, which is EasyBakeTakesPodcast.com, where you can find our episodes and our transcripts and review overviews. We also have a Letterboxd account where you can follow us, and we... No. That's not. That's not. That's not how. I, that's not how it goes next. Um, and you can leave us a review or follow us or leave a rating wherever you listen. And don't forget to share us with a friend because it really helps us out a lot. And thank you so much for listening. My name is Kat and I'm Riley. This has been Easy Bake Takes. Easy watching out there. Bye. Bye.